six years, seven years. You know, uh, I think we're approaching. That's why uh, we have two listeners, LW. And what was it again? Oh, yeah, the other listener thinks they're listening to the LWAF podcast, long-winded as fuck, <laughs> which is two guys watching Netflix shows. So, but we're not that. We are going to watch a full-length movie on YouTube, as our acronym describes. Right now, we're on Mutiny Radio.fm every Tuesday, 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, following Found Round Sound with Scott O. Last week, I called him Steve O. Oops. It's Scott O. Yeah, Scott O. We're also right now on YouTube, as we are every week. Uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel, L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T, for the full experience. But you can DYI it today uh, by listening to our podcast and watching a full-length movie on YouTube at the same time. That's the premise. That's what the acronym stands for. Why do you need to know this acronym, Carl? We have a podcast, too. You can find it by searching L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. So you have three options right now. You're listening to us on Mutiny Radio Sunday. You're watching our YouTube channel or you're listening to our podcast. And all we ask in return, why don't you donate some money to Mutiny Radio? Go ahead to Venmo and send a couple bucks at Mutiny Radio. Uh, Carl, gosh, good to see you, man. Good what movie are we know. watching? Oh, I should mention, Carl is a co-host. Gotcha, Carl. Uh-huh. That, means, that means he wrote the theme song. He produces and edits the show. He interviews a celebrity comedian who will do our countdown to the movie today. And he researches the movie every week. But for today, it's the switcheroo. Carl asked me to research and watch several times a movie and presented today. Carl, what was that movie? That was Green Grow the Rushes, 1951. Oh. Green, that's what you put in the YouTube search engine. Green Grow the Rushes, 1951. Oh. The channel we like is Aminat Oldies. Aminat Oldies. Terrific. Well, I'm really excited about that. Green Grow the Rushes, 1951. And you know what, Carl? Maybe if we're good, good, and I don't have to pull this car over, I will sing you the folk song, Green Grows the Rushes. Oh, okay. I'm looking forward to that. Oh, are you? I don't think you are. Well, I'm pretending. I don't think you want to know what this is about. You want to know what it's about? Well, it's, there's rushes, and they grow, and when they grow, they appear green. Oh, so okay, fair enough. Do, do you know the the REM cover, "Green Rush"? The green grow the rushes. Okay, so I did watch this film, and when I searched Hi. for it, yeah, okay. Well, I mean, just so I wasn't out of context, I didn't do yeah. any. Re- I only watched right. it once. I hardly fair paid enough. attention. And I did see REM come up. Now I was an REM fan. I thought I knew everything they did. I did not know they did. They did a song called Green Grass and Rushes, and if I could understand what the fuck he's saying, I think it is the, the folk song, which I will sing at the end. Okay. You know how you know how the 12 days of Christmas is Christmas is Christmas, Christmas but it's not Christmas because we're not singing about anything Christian? Yeah, it's the it's same song, but <laughs> every single night there's a fucking something about religion in it. So we're going to have to wait till the end of this movie. Man, we got a packed show for you tonight. Not only did we have an amazing introduction, we are going to watch Greengrass the Grushes. Go ahead, into your searches. <laughs> okay, in the YouTube search engine, everyone put in Green Grow the Rushes. 
1951. And the channel we like again was, what is an oldies? You're not going to find a lot of channels. I'm a nuts oldies, right. It's the only movie version of Greengrass the Grushes. Yo. They did it again. Greengrass. Green Rose oh. the Rushes. Oh, oh God. Fuck. And I think right. that, that title has nothing to do with this film. I mean, they're in a marsh. Yeah, you know, it reminds me of Mr. Show. They could call it Flippity Doo, you know. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's 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 crazy British farce. Uh green grass aggressive. So go ahead, hit that link, hit pause, Again. move to zero zero zero. What am I not pronouncing the name? Green Pronouncing isn't the right word. You're using different words. <laughs> green grush the grushes grow. Right. Green grush the grushes. Nineteen fifty one. That's what you don't put in the YouTube search engine. Listen, so we did the introduction, we told them where to go, they got the link, we're about to launch into a pre-recorded interview Carl did with a celebrity comedian who yeah. is going to launch us into the movie. So yeah. we have, yeah, and then we'll be watching the movie, and at the end, I will sing this fucking song. All right, so what Thank a pack. pack. You know, most of these bad movie podcasts, Carl, they're two hours long because they talk about the movie. Ours is two hours long because we talk over the entire movie. Right, right. much better. Okay. All right, so we're going to kick this off, Carl. I am obviously very animated and excited to see this movie. So let us meet Carl. With He's going to talk to a celebrity comedian. We'll learn about the celebrity comedian, and then they will do the countdown. And when they say go, it will go, and we'll see you then. I'll see you then. Take it away, Carl. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Celebrity Comedian Countdown, this time with Bahe Ho. Welcome, Bahe. Thanks so much. Fantastic to be here. I'm Mike Spiegelman. I'm on this interview too. I'm a good friend of Vahe, and I'm glad to have you on the celebrity comedian countdown portion of our show. Usually, Thanks. these interviews are conducted by Carl. We're gonna pick your brain, Vahe. I know Vahe is a comedian in San Francisco, a very funny comedian, and also probably one of the best showrunners. Has the best show, better than Cheaper Than Therapy, better uh -huh. than the punchline. Better than anything you're going to see. In fact, it, it's baked in the title, The Best of SF Stand-Up Showcase. Uh, Vahe, what led you into doing this? How did this happen? The show? The one yeah. that we've been doing for eight years? Um, well, I always knew I kind of wanted to have my own show because it's kind of nice. You get to do a lot of artistic freedom to experiment in whatever way you want because nobody can tell you that like they don't want you doing that, um, except the audience. And the audience hasn't told me that. Like, the audience, you know, we've developed kind of a, a little bit of a following of people who, like, know where the show is every Friday, and they come back, and we feature the best comics in San Francisco, like Mike. In the title. The yeah, it's right there in the title, and uh, it's fun. So how did it come about? Yeah, I just, I just, um, well, we did a show for Variety, and then I approached them afterwards, and I was like, because it went so well, it was awesome. And uh, I was like, hey, do you want to work on, like, a regular show? Uh, they said yeah and so we did that and it wasn't through like without like their great cooperation it wouldn't be possible like we certainly went through a lot of rough and rocky times and I think Mike you were probably there for many of those yeah uh, I should say full disclosure I worked the door for Vahe uh, for several years the Variety Theater is one of the best theaters it is one of the weird hidden gems in San Francisco it's, it's a critics uh, theater screening room where for during the 90s I went once uh, but they all you all the critics would see the movies there, and it's run by the Variety Theater, which is a charity group that does these charity runs. 
and does the Vahe's live show. Now, what got you into comedy, though, Vahe? I mean, what was the reason? What was your voice? Um, so always as a as a child, like in school, I was like making people laugh and trying to like be silly. I was like always like this kid, you know. And uh, I think I was always like trying to. There was a lot of seriousness around me all the time. I felt like I think I grew up in a serious environment and stuff, and uh, I was trying to like break through that. And then in high school, I did some like on stage stuff, and it went like really well. So then I was like, oh, I really like this. And then I moved down to San Diego and I started making trips to like the Laugh Factory. Um, but there's a comedy store on Pearl Street that I would go to um, sometimes and like some other stuff. And at that time, I think I was like 17 when I went up at the, the Laugh Factory the first time. And I told this story on Zoom. It was funny because like I went up on stage, I was really nervous. And uh, I went to the bathroom beforehand. And uh, I, so I then I go up on stage uh, everyone starts like laughing, and I think I'm doing really well. But it turns out my zipper is down. I didn't my <laughs> Classic, right of passion, right of uh, comedy. Yeah, and then the guy, you know, uh, what's the guy's name? Like James or whatever. I, I went up and like talked to him after that, and I don't even know if he saw because I think he would have mentioned something about the zipper being down. Like you know how he gives advice to people. So he told me like to do comedy. It was either a hundred more times or a thousand more times, and then come back. So in other words, don't come back for like a really long time. But I think it was cool that he like did that for comedy. He was like the owner. I don't know if he still does that or what, but I didn't go there a ton of times because it was like an hour away from where I was going. But when I did, I got that feedback from him. It was like a cool thing. So. Uh, yeah, it's the importance. I mean, the, the shows are for the audiences, but it also really does help comics to have like a kind of a solid place to, to go from. Pretty memorable. One of the things you guys did during the pandemic, I, so I was working with you, and there was a big argument of whether or not you should run the show. I think it was March of 2020 at the time. And you guys went off and went virtual uh, doing interviews and then kicked off probably one of the most successful still-running Zoom shows out there. How do you feel with having that title? <laughs> um, it's cool. I like it because I like doing the show and stuff, but I think Zoom comedy does have, like, a bad con. I think people associate it with the pandemic and also it it kind of removes like the person-to-person -person element of stand-up which I think many comics like hold so dear um, but it is a form of human connection and I think it will be around in the future and I think you know based on the people that come you were on the show last night it was a lot of fun yeah and you had a hundred audience members and uh, uh, it was they all have a kind of a community thing it, it was it was pretty rock-solid you know, I feel like Zoom shows are like CNN. Like, once there's a national emergency, everyone's clicking on to it, you know. We just have to wait for another uh, another pandemic. But I, I do think, like, the, the cat's out of the bag. And, and you guys run a real pro professional show, too. Like, um, you had some notoriety because somebody fucked on uh, live. Can I bring that up? I don't, I don't want to albatross you, but uh, aren't you the show where someone fucked on live? A couple fucked? Uh, yeah, but it was like a taste of fuck. It was like it was like one of those like softcore porn movies. It wasn't like a hardcore. Right. But, uh, I mean, you know, the way I, I think about that is like during the pandemic, we all did a lot of crazy. Stuff, you know? <laughs> and I think we should all get like a pass for those couple of years. I mean, geez, like there's enough holding people accountable for every little thing. It's like, can we get like a pass during? The yeah, they had yeah. sex. I personally don't think sex is like a dirty bad thing personally. But yeah, a lot of people thought it was bad. And, uh, 
well, they, they came. They came to see the show. They came. They were focusing on stand up and yeah. any kind of extra stuff. They probably didn't appreciate it. Maybe I doubt it. But they they came for the comedy, so they they probably said this isn't the comedy. Let you know. Yeah, and I think our name can be misleading because it's a very like generic and kind of, but also specific name. You know, but we, there's a lot that falls under that umbrella. We add like a lot of personal uh, kind of touch to what we do, and I, I think some people yeah. are like. They think it's like this thing, and, and I think we've struggled with that because it is kind of a poor like marketing communication, I guess, in a way. But uh, but no, that was fun and that was memorable, and I don't regret that happening. Is there any like uh, suitable for work uh, crazy accidents happen on, on the Zoom show you want to bring up? Something that hasn't happened on a live show or? Hmm. or... Well, like it's always funny when you like tell a joke and then you hear someone like flush the toilet. You know, like they, <laughs> um, it really gives like uh, it's always such a humbling experience to do Zoom comedy. Like honestly, I think it keeps my ego in check. I have like a problem sometimes with my ego, and I think it like has kept me extremely humble. So, um, but yeah, crazy stuff. I mean, the nakedness. People like we get the Zoom bombers, and it's funny because the Zoom bombers they come on and they mess with the show, and I'm like, you know, we have like an open mic portion. Of like you can actually do a set you don't have to like do whatever you're doing and then after i said that i was like we want you to be like part of the show like we love the energy they bring because like anybody who logs on to just anything it's like they're bringing some kind of energy to what you're doing and uh so we kind of like worked a few of them into the fold and they're like really young kids you know? yeah so, and honestly it's scary like i hope that's not representative of all the young kids out there because like no, that's all that's the young kids here as a country then we're so you got to pipe pipe for them into the right direction, Bahe. You got to be the ringleader in the future. Yeah, I think Tom's wanna... great for that. Yeah, one thing. So your live shows and your virtual shows are kind of crash landing together. Can you talk about your upcoming live events? Uh, granted, it's Halloween right now, but uh, you have you and uh, Christopher are doing a show at the Moscone Center. Yeah, so we got an email from this uh, convention. Uh, fan Expo at Moscone SF, and they're like, do you guys want to stream, or no, they said record what you're doing on our, like, stage at the conference, and uh, I was like, hell yeah, I was like, but we do a live stream, and then he said at the Moscone Center, his Wi-Fi is really bad, so they, they won't do a live stream, but they'll do, like, a three-camera shoot recording where they, like, edit it, like, people edit it and stuff, and it'll be live like from the people who were there. And I was like, obviously I really want Let's watch a full length movie on And you kept sneaking. Hey everybody listening, sorry that I was late. Latoya the Sheriff of Truth is coming in around 12.45 or 1 today. We're going to do some Alta casting. I'm going to find out what's going on in the world today because I don't know. I hide myself in a barrel of whiskey and come out for free ice cream days. 100%. Absolutely. You can give me a call, 415-550-0511. Pam Benjamin, hanging with you. January 2023. Here we are, friends. I'm going to play the new breaker. Kind of excited about it. We did it. We recorded it last week. Things are happening here at the station. I'm trying, man. Every day, every day is an opportunity to do something great. 
Oh my God, I sound like fucking. I hate that I sound like every day, but it is. Hey, I'm trying to be positive in 2023. Every day, any day, anything can happen. I mean, I could fall in love on the BART. I could stay alive. Don't get hit by a munibus. You know, anything can happen, and I want to have my eyes open for any of it. And all of it, come to any of our six open mics a week. We're going to be, this is exciting. I'm going to drop this right now. Hopefully... It'll start sooner, but we definitely have it in the books. Hotel Utah and Mutiny Radio with a comedy showcase. Stravaganza. First Sundays of the month at 5 p.m. That's exciting. So the first one's going to be in May. Hopefully I'm going to move it up to March. I like to do March, April, May, but we've got May and June in the books. May 7th, June 4th, Sundays at five o'clock which is great because it's the afternoon you could have been maybe you're coming from brunch maybe you want to start your night early so that you can get to bed early because you know you've got a job or something you know that's how you can afford to buy tickets for these wonderful things and it'll be populated by comedians that I love (laughs) they are my favorites like Lauren Kraut and Ian Langlands incredibly supportive wonderful people also hilarious love them okay so four one five 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 zero zero five one one if you want to have a chat. But if not, we're just going to be waiting for LaToya, the Sheriff of Truth, to come in and talk about important, wonderful things happening in the world right now. Like tonight, you can go to OMG, 6 o'clock on 6th Street, and we have comedy open mic. It's two-for-one well drinks. So the more you drink, the funnier we are. And, to, I mean, this whole week, if you see me at an open mic, I am uh, breaking down all the wells, pulling out all the stops. I'm going to be absolutely 100% A-game performing because I'm getting ready for Sunday. Uh, I have kind of a, a show in at Tommy T's in Pleasanton that's very important to me because I'll be in front of bookers for things and I'll be like, I, have, I can act. I can act my own script. Kind of the best one for me maybe. Who knows? All right, let me put on the breaker, and thanks for joining us. Thanks for listening to Mutiny Radio. You can always Venmo us at Mutiny Radio. We really love money because that grant money will come in. The 23rd is when they have another meeting, and they go, uh-huh, and then then, then we figure out how we get the ducats in the buckets. But, yeah, we definitely need that to stay alive it's funny actually i have to pay for next month's rent and we don't have the money until that grant comes through that's just there's just not enough so i'm we're gonna try to talk to the we're gonna talk to the powers that be we're gonna make it work because every day is an opportunity for greatness or just ness (laughs) okay isn't it funny how happy money can make a socialist Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of mutinyradio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. 
They've got live comedy to small business advice. LGBTQ friendly to sports. Vinyl to gutter punk. Mutiny Radio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shitface McRat. <laughs> Namaste. Every Monday at 6 p.m., it's Joke Workshop, streaming live on mutinyradio.fm. Lift the veil from your third eye on joke creation and what it takes to be a stand-up comic in the five shakasanas of San Francisco's comedy scene. This all-ages open mic invites comedy. Oh, pre-sign by Venmoing two to five dollars at Mutiny Radio. Join us live for a small and special audience at the Mutiny Radio Studio and Gallery Performance Space, 2781 21st Street at Florida Street in the deep, deep, deep mission. Every Monday at 6 p.m. Does my ponytail look cool? Thank you. Namaste. Tuesday used to be the most unlikely night for fun. But every week at 6 p.m., come to OMG's Tuesday Open Mic. And see comics work out new material for free. For free. They get your Tuesday night party on with two-for-one well drink specials during the 6 to 8 p.m. show. Check out Eventbrite to reserve your free seat every Tuesday, 6 p.m. At OMG on Savory 6th Street. Savory 6th Street. Show up to go up. The best barbecue in San Francisco and free comedy? Come get messy with the sauce every Wednesday, 7 p.m. at Baby Blues Barbecue at 3149 Mission Street, just past Cesar Chavez. Hilarious Bay Area stand-up comics, amazing smoked meats, and $5 cans of standard deviant brew. This neighborhood gym is a bizarre and fun weekday night treat with free comedy to tickle your ribs. Join your friends from Mutiny Radio every Wednesday night at 7 p.m. at Baby Blues Barbecue. Reserve your free tickets on Eventbrite to let us know you're coming to laugh. Yee-hoo! Hey, kids. It's your pal, Spider-Man. <laughs> Sorry, Spiderman. Mortimer Spiderman. But I'm not swinging through the senior facility, best in Mysterio at Boggle, or getting beautifully plowed by the Rhino. I'm headed down to Mutiny Radio at the corner of 21st and Florida. They got some schlemiels doing the laugh laugh. But hey, don't be a schmuck and donate 2 to $5 on... Hold, hold on, what is this? Let me get my glasses. The print's too small. Hold on. Venmo? That's not real. What is that, Swedish? You knew that, right? This is in San Francisco. I'll drown it on. I'll, it's nap time. The year is 2023. Oh, I wish that laughter had value and the unexpected laugh was priceless. Worry not. True entertainment has brought us a savior in who's that live.com. Oh, finally, an escape from the apocalyptic nightmare I live in. Do 
can go to whothatlive.com and buy comedy tickets. And you're in a raffle, I guess. True, 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 true productions. Weekly comedy at the best neighborhood bar in the city. Join your friends from Mutiny Radio every Thursday at 8 p.m. at the Bar on Dolores at 29th and Dolores. Starting after any very important sports game that might happen to be on, you're guaranteed a night of laughter for free. And when paired with the drink specials and the nicest bartender in San Francisco, it'll become a Thursday ritual. Show up to go out for comics, and please reserve your free tickets on Eventbrite so we know you're coming to laugh. There is <laughs> happy, happy hour the, is when... Uh, Comedy is the cheapest. Happy hour, the most free two hours of hour-long comedy on the radio and internet streaming live at 2781 21st Street. Come down, be in the audience. Dog-friendly. Dog fri- we are. Mutiny Radio is absolutely dog-friendly. A dog party. Ain't no party like a dog party. <laughs> dog party at Mutiny Radio. Every Friday, dog party at Mutiny Radio. Happy hour. <laughs> 278 121st Street. Happy hour. Mutiny Radio. Dot FM. Here in Dot SF. Calling all crusties, punks, and poses. Pick your posteriors up off the pavement. Pack up your pins and patches and prepare to party. The Pacific Northwest Vest Fest returns this Saturday only at the SeaTac Expo Center. Whether you're a leather lover or just a denim demon, if you're looking to dress to impress for less, do not stress. You'll find all the best in pre-distressed fest right here at the Pacific Northwest Fest Fest. With over 40 vendors that are countless crossover styles, you'll find the perfect thing for your scene. Metal, thrash, Walmart, high-vis, and everything in between, all in one place, one day only. Unless it's a jacket. If you need a jacket, take your square ass somewhere else. Never pay for fabric you don't need. Ditch the sleeves, but save the rest for the Pacific Northwest Fest Fest this Saturday only at SeaTac. Bring a can of PBR, get it half price. Daddy, Daddy, what are we going to do today? At 2 p.m. on a Saturday afternoon? Oh, over there at the parklet in front of Atlas Cafe for Titans of Comedy. That, that's Titans of Comedy. Apparently, they've got great sandwiches, cafe drinks, and even some of my favorite beverages, like beer, wine, and sangria. All the things I drink to forget your mother. I knew Uncle Blake says you smell like a brewery. What did I say about interrupting me? Anywho, right here on 20th and Alabama in the Deep Mission, paired with tasty comedy from Bay Area's favorite comics. For free! Every Saturday. Or at least the two Saturdays a month that the court mandates I have to see you. It's sunshine, and even but not too much. Hey, Daddy, remember after soccer practice when it was raining and you didn't come? I really don't. Anywho. Take it with the freezers. Reservations on Eventbrite. Stock in public schools. In a tri-level dual world of stand-up comedy, laughter has value and the unexpected laugh is priceless who is that live.com comedy local shows on sale now everyone that purchases a ticket will automatically be entered into a true drawing who wants to focus on the genre of stand-up comedy and those that who's that go to who is that live.com for upcoming shows 
Double Wednesday. Join us on a Dada journey Wednesday. into the absurd. Double Wednesday. Double Wednesday. Radio Havana. 1109 Valencia Wednesday. at 22nd in San All right, well, that was our new breaker that I'm happy with, kind of. There's some weird recording issues that I don't understand with this board right now, but I tried to fix everything. LaToya, the Sheriff of Truth should be here in 16 minutes or 30 minutes, 31 minutes. We'll see. It'll all be fine. You're all fine. In the interim, though, I feel like we should listen to some Bug House Square because it is a great show. It's every Tuesday from 6 to 8 with Sean and... You can listen to sounds from the basement. It's clear we're going to rise from the basement. I, I can never remember what he says. I don't listen to it enough. But we're going to listen to it now, and it's exciting. And then we'll be back with Latoya, the Sheriff of Truth, and what's going on in the world right now and stuff. You can always call me, 415-550-0511, or come down and visit 278 121st Street at Florida Street if you have something important to say or anything. You just, you're lonely. Uh, great. Um, if you're, and if you're lonely, and if you're feeling lonely, you can come to OMG on a Tuesday because we've got open mic and two-for-one well drinks tonight, 6 o'clock, 6th Street, in between Mission and Market. A convenient block from the BART station. So maybe you just finished a day of work and it wasn't the best. Come on by, OMG. Get a stiff drink and a couple chuckles. And then we'll send you on your way back across the bridge. All right. Enjoy. Man come along and we give him a little raise. Cause that's a vigilante man. Preacher Casey was just a working man. And he said, unite all you working men. Killed him in the river. Some strange man was that, a vigilante man. <laughs> 
shotgun in his hand would he shoot his brother and sister down. I rambled around from town to town. I rambled around from town to town. And they herded us around like a wild herd of cattle was that gentle and men. Have you Vigilante man, have you seen that vigilante man? I've heard all over the land. How high is the water, Mama? Two feet high and rising. How high is the water, Papa? She said it's two feet high and rising. Well, we can make it to the road in a homemade boat Cause that's the only thing we got left that'll float It's already over all the wheat notes Two feet high and rising How high's the water, Mama? Three feet high and rising How high's the water, Papa? She said it's three feet high and rising Well, the hives are gone, I lost my bees Chickens are sleeping in the willow trees. Cows in water up past their knees. Three feet high and rising. How high's the water, mama? Four feet high and rising. How high's the water, papa? Is that right? Said it's four feet high and rising. Hey, come look through the window pane. The bus is coming, gonna take us to the train. Looks like we'll be blessed with a little more rain. Four feet high and rising. How high's the water, mama? Five feet high and rising. How high's the water, papa? She said it's five feet high and rising. Well, the rails are washed out north of town. We gotta head for higher ground. We can't come back till the water goes down. Five feet high and rising, well it's five feet high and rising. Thank you.
Great stuff. Check We switched over to flat black plastic.
And Latoya, the Sheriff of Truth, is still on her way. You can always give me a call, 415-550-0511. Chilling down here in the sunshine, in the mission. Wow, two weeks of rain really makes you appreciate uh, how nice it is when it's not raining. Although I really didn't have a problem with it, and everyone who was complaining, please. I mean, I guess that's what weather is for, so that people that have nothing to talk about finally have something to talk about. That rain, am I right?
The Sheriff of Truth Hi. is here. It's our first Yay, show in studio. We're back. Oh, 2023. 2023, we're back. And we're stuff and things. Yay. Yay. Um, yes. Well, so I think the... Um, God, it feels, like, it feels like I haven't been in here for a minute. Well, I changed the art around. I, I just like moved it. it a little. Let me see. And uh, so it's the same art. I just changed it so also that on stage behind the people would be the mutiny radio logo and then we behind you even behind you up look up that we have a camera that's or we have a phone that's just for the station oh. that's a camera and we're gonna figure out like yes. how to take pictures and youtubes and things like that not me because i don't i can't <laughs> but i've hired people and they know how to do things like that. Does that eye in the sky also help to see like who is in studio? Oh, well, I always have that one in the corner, but um, that's on, oh, that's and that's that one way over there. But it's just a big, just takes the whole room, and I don't even, I never look at it. I'm not afraid of security, or I'm not really worried about anything like that. I um, woke up this morning to. Uh, my cousin's car uh, passenger side window being smashed. Oh no! Um, and she's parked right in front of the house. So that's unfortunately, we only have like the Nest cameras and stuff. But yeah, that's nothing. what I have is the next Nest cam, yeah. so you can't really see anything. Even if you bring it to the police, which I've tried to do with things before, because my bag was stolen and we had it. They're like, there's nothing we can do with that. First of all, they're like, you, because I was like, I all I remember is that he didn't speak very much English, and he, you know, he was a, of a little darker skin tone. I would guess, you know, like Hispanic of some kind. And they're just like, this this video is worthless to us. We're really sorry about your bag and your stuff and your money. It sucks, but watch your stuff more carefully. Well, I mean, th there seems to be a lack of like police, kind of like, well, they usually don't do very much anyway besides like you know shoot black and brown people and beat people but just like there's a story yesterday of uh someone stole a san francisco ambulance oh i saw this and they drove it oh. to oakland and guess what they never caught him they never caught wow so was this like a crackhead joyride or i don't no, like what, was we, it just like was it a dare do you think by somebody it, i think it was a it sounds like it was like a definitely a rock star joyride or are someone mentally i mean it could I've be gotta, any of those i've got to wonder because the i mean wow i have always seen things like that on the side of the road like a police car with no one in it and i've thought you know like when you're going through security and you see someone with a gun and they're like you know i don't know and you're like, oh, my God, what if I touched their gun? And that would be bad. But And that's just, I mean, obviously, I'm not going to do that. But that's that thought goes through my head. What, what could happen if you? Ah. 
Anyways, guns. Why can't Californians have guns? Because they're always triggered. Oh, they're always triggered about everything, every little thing. Dear God, it rained for two weeks, and no one could leave the house because I learned that, I don't know if you knew this little scientific fact, but all San Franciscans' bones are made of sugar. They melt in the fucking rain. What is wrong is with you people? It's a, it's a little bit of weather. Get an umbrella. I was still walking in the rain. It's all about the boots. You got to have your feet dry. If your feet stay dry and you have an umbrella, it's fine. It's I yeah. I don't know what it is. Like coming into 2023, it's just already started to be kind of like a shit show. Um, like going back to the uh, ambulance, mm. uh, <laughs> the joy ride. Oh, my God. They so when, when you steal vehicles like this, like cop cars and ambulance, it's very easy to catch the perp, you know, who stole the vehicle. Well, you would think so, because aren't they already on some kind of yes. map with like yeah, the digital G- GPS? GPS. Yeah. It's like, here is one it's, of our pieces of equipment that we use for saving people. You'd think you'd have that thing tracked and logged and they'd know everything. I mean, it, it's just funny because it's it just seems like all these popo are just lacking. Like it, it like nothing's going on unless I want to beat someone up, or you know, I let me protect like uh, Louis Vuitton their property. Oh my god! You know, but it's just like why wasn't it, it there just, a camera in the vehicle? You know, there is there was a camera. There's a that's, camera there's inside. A, yeah. So there was a camera inside the ambulance, which yeah. was stolen. And they could not, the person crashed, crashed and got away. And, got away <laughs> and they didn't find them. Yes. This is, I mean, it's like a slapstick comedy of cops that just don't know how to do well, anything. I guess it's that also maybe this is a reaction to they want to racially profile, but they can't because they know it's not cool. And they're trying not to be like, they're just like, we can't. We can't racially profile, so how do we? There's nothing we can do. Well, you can't. Well, you can't profile a person if you ain't got a person. Yeah, if there's no person. But, yeah, it so. just it just seems like. But the cameras, if they had like a live feed or something, you couldn't. I I, I don't know. It's it's one of those ambulances that you that usually you see. It's the the uh, the white and the orange stripe ones. Mm. It's not the privatized ones that you're thinking of. It's the ones that say San Francisco. Wow. Sure, sure. They're part of the fire department. Exactly. Yeah. Uh It's just like, and then like, what is that? Last month or November, someone stole a a muni bus. Wow. They were caught. They were caught. So Um, we get back to the person who does it. It's either a dare. It's either like, uh, it's either like some kind of crazy dare that some kid is doing and they're just young and stupid. They're like, it's like a college prank frat boy something like okay that that i can see and then or or it's a person who is cracked out of their fucking mind and because they have no concept of what they're doing you can't find them because they make no (laughs) discernible movement there's no way to track them because they're so off the fucking rails that there's just no way like you can't Ever think, how would you think like a crackhead or a a person on meth? Someone who's just spun out of their brain so crazy, like there's no way you can track them because they're invisible, you know? So that's a possibility. Or someone was mentally ill 
and thought that maybe in a schizophrenic like episode that they needed to get into the ambulance to go save someone or something that I can also understand. Not good, but uh, or somebody's pregnant, baby, baby in the back, woman screaming, get to a hospital. But then you wouldn't ditch it across the. So I'm just my brain's just thinking. So what was the reason? Okay. Who is this person? Okay, so I, I'm I'm getting this from the Mercury News. So cool. I didn't realize ambulance stolen in San Francisco is ditched after a 50 mile. 50. I didn't free freeway chase. Okay, I didn't realize it was 50 miles. So you still didn't catch. It's so 50 it went miles. 50. So. The That's driver of a stolen an- uh, ambulance led officers on the chase for more than 50 miles through the Bay Area counties. Um, <laughs> ambulance was finally abandoned in Oakland, <laughs> and fl- the, th- the thief fled on foot and escaped. <gasps> uh, the chase began around 7 p.m. where the ambulance had been left unoccupied and was taken from 47th Avenue in Irving on the Outer Sunset. Outer Police Sunset? Yeah, they started all the way in the Outer Sunset. So... <laughs> Police officers tried to stop it near 19th Avenue, but headed onto Interstate 280. The CHP took over the pursuit on this ambulance headed on I-280 and then east on Highway 92 across San Mateo Bridge. Oh, my God. God damn. I didn't realize all this. This is crazy. From there, the chase headed north on Interstate 880. Yeah, sure. The ambulance exited High Street in Oakland and traveled about two miles on the surface streets before stopping at 12th Street and 17th Avenue. The driver got out and ran. Wow. Wow. So you did a whole Okay, loop. but that's crazy because they got out and ran and they must have shed some clothing. They must have shed a jacket and a hat. They must have somehow I'm they must it must have been I'm dark. I'm looking for like something like that cuz that the the Mercury News one that I just read was the latest one and that was wow. from 5 hours ago. Wow. And so I there is I'm thinking this is a kid from like, this is this is a kid from like Stanford or something who's just a fuck. I you know what you, I think this is. I actually, that? I think it was a rich kid, uh, somebody who's so entitled, and they're just like I'm gonna fucking do this, and they just started going, and then it was too much, and they were like I'm gonna okay okay okay, and that, they were like okay that's it. They found a place and ran, ditched some clothes, and. And blended in with everybody there. Probably just got on the BART and went back to the city. See, I, I'm not going to pinpoint on who the suspect is that, like, if it's, like, probably, like, a teenager doing some antics. But it does seem, because the, here's the reason why. Because I think the teenager would have been filming that. Oh, <laughs> they'd be live on yeah. TikTok. And even a college oh, student shit, because we are in the Okay, okay, Gen, you're right. You're right. Gen you're right, Z right, likes right, to right, film right. their crimes now. You're, yeah, you're right. Okay, so detective but, detective sheriff of truth abza 100%. But don't take that let's not take that completely off the table. I'm leaning for the suspect to be more on the crackish or the mental side. The sunset way out there. There's not a lot of like out there, you got a lot of pill heads and crackheads that live indoors. Okay. Okay. Oh, and, and plus, you know, I mean, the avenues. It, listen, Russian well, mobster, perhaps. <laughs> that could be possible. I just want. It's just funny to me that this fool took y'all. Wow. Y'all, first of all, all the police Bay Area police departments should be embarrassed. Yes, yeah, CHP. Yeah, I mean, dude. 
50 miles. Maybe it was the safety. Okay, so the safety of others and because it was woo, woo, woo going, all the people were going to get out of the way. Right, right. And And they don't know what's going on. They're like, all these cop cars and this is going. So they're just going to slow down and move over and get out of the way while that zooms by. So they just kept going and going and going. I I agree. And the thing is, one thing is for sure, you know, having a high speed chase on the the highway period is dangerous. So, and I mean, I'm glad the cops didn't like start shooting because, you know, there's a lot of trigger happy cops. Right. They'll start shooting it's on the highway. It's not a movie. Yeah. I mean, it's happened here several times before. They shoot at while they're moving? Wow. Yeah. You know. It's not a movie because if you shot your gun, even if you don't hit the tires or what you're trying, but even if you do hit the tires, you could make them flip It'll, over a billion times. And, and then the, that'll, uh, that'll cause a horrible accident. Yeah, yeah, it's not, we're not in a movie. But <laughs> it's just the fact of the egg all over the face that yeah, sure. this person took you for 50 miles 50 around miles. the whole Bay Area and left on foot and you could not catch them. Couldn't find them. Yeah, you're right. So it can't be a kid because they would have filmed it. They would be. <laughs> They'd be releasing that shit right now. It would be TikTok, Insta. They would. They would actually. It wouldn't just be one person. It'd obviously be two because one films and one drives. So it would be a team, <laughs> and both of them couldn't have escaped. If it was one person, they have to be over. God, so I'm gonna go. But mental illness. I still don't think it can't really be mental illness because how did they blend? They just blend right in. Maybe. Maybe. I mean, and then also, and oh. not to, and I don't like to, you know, I don't, I hate the fact that I just, you know, just mentioned addicts and people who have mental, uh, well, mental we're issues. Yeah, we're, we are profiling, <laughs> but also at the end, it could be someone that is just bored as fuck and who has a criminal mind. So that's also something that we need to go back to who also probably likes to get high. So, I mean, we do have those people who are just raised violent who are just violent people mm. who just don't give a f but they didn't i mean and they got how fast were they going uh, does it say how fast because if they're like still going like i don't know 75 something that's pretty normal if they're going like 120 bad 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 that's really dangerous for a lot of people right like if they were going 120 uh, absolutely like, ah, that would be bad bad but if they're like uh, going, you know, 75, cute trick. I mean, <laughs> but that's the thing is eventually they'll probably catch them because someone who does that, they've got to tell somebody at some point like, I was the fucking guy. Or would you just hope that no one would believe fingerprints, you? Fingerprints, I would assume. Well, do, I mean, yeah, fingerprints. But there's a camera. There's cameras in these. Again, there's cameras in these ambulances. So if you're because the driver, I believe, has like at all angles yeah so those are so yeah those are pretty clear cameras so are they just waiting to but how they'll never how i maybe they can i guess the i guess the moral of the story is life is not a tv show boom boom or a movie maybe you don't maybe you don't just pick up prints and go or maybe it doesn't matter to them because it's not big enough it's not a murder nobody died and like, uh, oops. I, <sighs> it, still, it doesn't tell. I'm reading different articles, and they're not telling, like, how, with the miles per hour. Um, and you see, 
identified or found. Wow. So, wow. so if they haven't been identified, did they, when they were driving, were they wearing gloves? Like, sure. It's, it's just, it's, I'm fascinated. I, I think this is, to me, this is just lazy police work. I really think it. I'm sorry. It's just. Sure. I want to see the, I mean, I want to see the, the, the video of the, guy driving because is he like having a good time like dancing and like listening <laughs> to music and has like a disco ball going like oh it like what is the attitude of the driver i want to see it are they like freaking out and they're trying to ah! or are they just like i'm fucking around this is awesome today they're doing that dance i mean am i gonna get away with this maybe they just kept going until i mean once you've made the mistake and done it you, I mean, do you I'm, just pull over and go, okay, cuff me? Or do you go, I'm going to try to fucking get away with this 50 I'm gonna miles. Try to, I'm going to try to get away with this and run. And that usually doesn't happen when it comes to these kind of high-speed chases, especially if you if you steal like a, a like a federal or a local government vehicle. Yeah, because there's no, there's no I registration mean, license. Unfortunately, yeah. when it comes to our vehicle, Sadate, you know, it's just like, oh, we're sorry that happened. Unfortunately, we can't do anything. But here, I mean, I, I guess I'm taking a little bit of piss out of it because of there's so many burglaries and robberies that are going on. Mm -hmm. And this is kind of like karma for it, yeah. for the police and like how they're just not good. Like whatever it. Oh, I'm sorry. You should be better. You should watch your bag next time. Yeah. Well, you well, you should tell people you should chase that ambulance a little bit better. Well, what time. is the? Pr I mean, I guess what is the purpose of the police if we if we don't have is this to protect uh property which they failed at and right. to kill humans? Sure. <laughs> have you noticed um that they've hired so many cute cops? All these new cops on the beat. All these new SFPD cute cops. Have you noticed seen, that they're cute? I've seen, I've only seen a couple since the summer. I think that they're making a concerted effort <laughs> to choose really good looking people. I'm not kidding because they're more likable. And Ted they Bundy types? They <laughs> are likable, good looking guys. And I was walked by one and I, he was so cute. He was a little short, but he was cute. And I said, I hope the SFPD makes a calendar and it, they put you in it. And I winked, and he smiled, and then I wondered, like, how many lives I saved. <laughs> right? That's funny. Well, right, so is he, are these cops Thanks. actually cute, or am I super lonely? Or do yeah. I have Stockholm Syndrome? No, I think you have a <laughs> cop, cop fetish right now. Maybe? I think I have Stockholm Syndrome <laughs> because I've fallen in love with my oppressor. I'm like, he's so cute. I like it. All Bring right, out the cops, baby. Yeah. No, they're super cute cops, though, lately. I, don't know. I haven't been, you know, I've just been paying attention to so much of the bad ones. Like, there's, I've been, I've been crumbing across these horrible bad cops. Not mm. just the police brutality ones, like, you know, what Here we usually discuss. Here in San discuss. Francisco? Um, well, there is, this one is not from San Francisco, but this is, this leads to Californ uh, a California story. Okay. Whereas there's this cop on the East Coast who um, was basically stalking and trying to get this minor. Uh, I think she was like 13. Oh, and he, he came across John country and burned her family's house down. Oh, uh, let me find the... Pop police who, arson yeah. over and, and 
what I just found this week was another story about the same cop that this was not the first time that he had been doing this. To, to liking little girls? Yes. Oh, boy. And using his abilities and influence and copness to get closer to them and stuff. Wow. But, oh, ooh. Gosh, not cool. Yeah. I mean, that's even the worst way to say it. Like, I just, I don't even know what to think about guys that like that are interested in children like come on man oof ah because then it becomes like is it psychological like you don't like people with formed personalities like you only like children who are like oh my god so this is called the cat he's called the catfishing cop pretended to be 17 groomed california girl before killing her family (gasps) and then himself i didn't Oh, um, this poor girl's family. Is she still yeah. alive? She's yeah. the only one who wasn't killed? Yeah. So oh, she's my God. Oh, that poor is, girl. So this uh, pig, <sighs> this 28-year-old pig. <gasps> 28. Um, yeah. It was a Virginia pig who killed three family members of a Riverside, California teenager, had posed online as a teen, dating the 15-year-old girl. Austin Lee Edwards portrayed himself as a 17-year-old uh, while communicating online with the girl and using grooming methods, which included uh, offering sexual explicit images, gifts, and uh, offering compliments. Um, there was a long digital relationship between Edwards and the teen girl that transpired in what platform they used to meet and communicate, but investigators believe that many of those typical exploitive strategies or sextortion were used. Oh. The type of victimization takes place across every platform that I just said. Um, police believe Edwards, who was newly sworn in law officer in rural Virginia, connected with the teen girl online by catfishing to pretend that he was someone that he's not. Um, is that illegal to be catfishing? I mean, I know it's a term and we all know what it is. If but you, if you can, can you if you're somehow no, try someone? You, or you, it's not illegal, but in this case, when it comes to a minor, yeah. yep. Okay. Um, he drove across the country to her home in Riverside where he killed her mother and grandparents and set the fu- home on fire. Jesus before driving Christ. off with th- He drove off with the girl. Shit. Oh, my His God. His vehicle was later stopped in San Bernardino County where the authorities initially said he was killed in a shootout with police. Good. Killed by his brothers. Wow. Um, and then on Wednesday, he died of a self-inflicted gunshot wound. The girl was not harmed and is now in the... The care of child protective services. The oh, three family wow. members were killed. Were Edward Um, it's really. I up. know it's really. The second daughter was not home at the time of the killing. Oh, good. So she has a family member. Yeah. Okay. Minor. Uh, oh my God. That's you know. Oh wow. That would be so heavy. Of a feeling of guilt, she's gonna have to work through a lot of stuff because. That's because she didn't mean she was she was taken advantage of, but I could see if I was in that perspective or whatever, if I was in that person's place, like I would think it was my fault, and I would mm-hmm. have a lot of because I was a child and it, and somehow didn't, but that it can't be. It's not her fault. That guy was off his rocker. He was crazy, cuckoo for cocoa puffs. He was not, not it was not okay. And she was groomed and she was manipulated because she's a child. And, you know, and she probably feels guilty about sending this naked pictures and all those kinds yeah. of things. 
and w- it's so embarrassing and it's coming out and this is her life and people died over it and it's not her fault. Oh, this like poor girl. Like a piece girl. of her is dead. Oh, now. I like know. a piece of her is dead well, she's due to because of she didn't realize this person. Well, the fear. So I think maybe the lesson here is meet people in person. Don't talk to people <laughs> online. Well, this is um, continuation. This is from uh, that article I wrote was from November of 2022. So this came out last week on January 8th. This is from the L.A. Times that Catfish Cop Austin Fuckface Lee Edwards groomed another teen years <sighs> before Riverside slang. So... The woman was mindlessly scrolling through Instagram when she saw a face that made her freeze. Staring out of the phone was Austin Lee Edwards, the now dead-ass pig from Virginia, who drove across the country uh, to Riverside and killed a 15-year-old relative. Um, his face his was a face that she could never forget. She saw it dozens of times on video chats nearly a decade ago. When Edwards was twa- 20 and she was 13, Whoa. she began to cry and almost throw up. I feel so sick seeing his face because I hadn't seen it in years. The woman, now 21, told the Times, I read the whole story and it made me feel disgusting. This guy stalked me and groomed me when I was a child, she said. The Times revealed nearly 4,000 messages provided by the woman that offered deeper insight into Edward's psyche. The Ooh. messages show Edwards repeatedly pressured her to share new photos and even disclosed that she was barely a teenager. The woman also told the Times that shared nude pictures, or Edwards showed nude pictures of himself, of her, while, he, uh, while, while she was a child, child. The messages and portions of which were initially shared with the Times by Justin Smith, co-host of It's Crypt Out There, a crime paranormal podcast, provided greater detail that in 2016, the incident in which Edwards was detained for a psych- psychiatric evaluation after cutting his hand and threatening to kill himself as and his father. So be so before he became a cop, yeah. He, he had a, this episode, and he, it was, and he was even admitted to the hospital. Yes. So, so they, they had those records, and they still thought it's a good idea to, to make give this him man a, cop. a gun. And, and be, yeah. Wow. Who also he threatened to kill himself and his father during this psychiatric breakdown. Wow. And but then how hard up are they for cops that they're like? Oh, well, you know, we know you've had kind of a psychological break and said you were going to kill your father and yourself. I mean, but what we really think that you're great for law enforcement. Like, who's, was it an oversight? Like, do people, do people know about things like this and they just don't have enough choices so this is what you get? Or are they ignoring it? Or I think they ignore it because in the training and when you, well, actually when you first sign up to, or, you know, you, get a, uh, you have to get a psychiatric evaluation. That's part of the job before you get hired. So this foresight was looked past, and this is what the result is. Um, In in messages, Edwards Edwards would also repeatedly drop homophobic and racial slurs, including the N-word. But he is also seemed to be under the false impression that the girl he was chatting with was black. This is a quote. He says, you're black, right? He wrote on October 29, 2014. I have jungle fever. Let's do this. Edwards was aware that the woman who was white was a minor when they first began chatting. He would often wait for her to finish school in order to... 
video chat or respond to them. Wow, he had its obsessive love disorder. It's the new DSM nine, but it's to a whole new like level of stalking and manipulation and but then this children is sex, this yucky is sex trafficking. Yeah, kind of yeah. Yeah. They're cause they're people and they're being like taken advantage of. But I guess it it would be exciting. I remember in the early days of the internet, like chatting with people and then things would get weird and I was like, sign off. So if, yeah. Chat I was like, roulette oh, was uh, one of the yeah, it's like, oh nope. I yeah, no, I never did even chat roulette. I'm talking about like nineteen eighty six message boards and back and forth and people like like the beginning before just right at the beginning of text messaging. It was still beepers times and stuff. It was crazy. We anyways, we had a computer during the summer of from nineteen eighty six to nineteen eighty seven for some hack bell thing that my dad signed up for and we had this computer and oh, during shit. the summer I was like chatting away with and I thought this person's 80s name, chats. Yeah. I thought it Damn. was I thought his name was Necromancer, and I thought that was so cute because I like to be kissed on my neck at the time. And he, it was spelled like Necromancer, like a person who's a, an alchemist or a wizard. It's totally different, and I just had no idea. And But I was chatting with this person. Who knows? They didn't know how old I was either, I guess. I never didn't know, necessarily talk about it. But let's so see, in 1986, I was 11. and But I was always, like, I mean, I read books and and I had a really good vocabulary, and I can always type. And so I could have fooled. I think that I was into the idea of fooling other people as a child. Like, but, I was like, I can say I'm 18. But as a child, that's what we do. We Sometimes we, we're in pretend land, and we pretend sometimes that who, who we're not. I'm just really fascinated, though, like, because oh, I'm, only, I'm only hip to, like, you know, technology from the 90s. But old 80s chats. Yeah. Like, Black screen with green writing. My whatever name it was with two, um, with dot, um, dot, dot. yeah, with a, a ellipse or um, a colon, and uh, then their name with a colon, and then we'd type back and forth, and you'd press, and it would go back and forth and back and forth, and it was like, um, I mean, did emailing even exist back then? I can't. I just remember the and then there was very little that we were had access to but one of the things was this chat thing and I talked to people and um, I don't remember all of them but I do vividly remember sitting at the computer where it was in my parents room during the summer and typing back and forth with the guy who was necromancer and I and I didn't know what that meant but I found out later and we talked about all kinds of things I don't remember though really but I don't think anything was sexual because I didn't have context for that very much I mean, I'd read like Clan of the Cave Bear, but I didn't have a lot of understanding of sexuality. So I'm I'm just trying to remember. Um, I got scared. So this is like in '99. I was at my friend's house because I didn't have a computer. Let they had AOL, uh -huh. and so we would go in the chat rooms. And I'd, these are like the early days of chat roulette and other one, not messenger chat some anyway i remember my friend drea was like i've been talking to this guy on this chat room blah 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 and he lives in alton illinois i'm like what the heck? wow he was grown she was 17 and i was like 15 going on 16 
and it was kind of freaking me out because I would sit, I would just be sitting there with her as she's like chatting and things started to get explicit. And then I got kind of freaked out because I'm like, uh, Alton, Illinois is just across the bridge from us. So that is a little bit. And she knew that I was giving her the side eye about it. How old was this guy? Uh, he was in his twenties. Okay. He was in his twenties. Yeah. Yeah, 25. 25 year olds should not be into 17 year olds. Yeah. They should not. They, you just wait till they're 18. Just wait till the cookies are come out of the oven. But I mean, it's, 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 I just remember sitting there for, it was cool for one minute and then it got scary to how close this person is. Yeah. I I mean, and we weren't thinking about GPS or anything, I was still stuck on the movie Hackers. Oh, sure, 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 sure. With uh, yeah, you know, or the net. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, the net with Sandra you know, Bullock. It'll Hell be yeah. like they can still find you, you know. Right. And they could though. They wouldn't be that tough. Yeah, I mean, especially we lived in St. Louis, aka Florissant, like which is like the suburb, and Alton, Illinois, is only maybe about like 20, 25 minutes. Oof. So a little bit too close to comfort. That's what I was just like. You well, know? what did she? He want from her? Did he? Was he like? They were flirting and stuff. Like I'm gonna and, come take you away. We you should know, get married and have my. They babies. would talk music and like we would always go to festivals and stuff. And hmm. you know, I think she met up with him a couple times. Oh, goodness. she didn't say a hundred percent because she knew I was totally against it. Because I'm like, I watched Dateline, man, <laughs> at well, the time. People be getting kidnapped. When I was 17, I, I, there was a guy who was 25 who took me out the on pizza, a couple dates. Or not pizza, but the restaurant that you worked at, right? Yeah, exactly. Tony Roma's. And the, he took me to see Cape Fear, which is like, <laughs> Which is still... Still, still it's like, what? I still yeah. find that story really fascinating. Yeah, the exactly. fact that he took you to see Cape Yeah, and then, he, and then back to his mom's house <laughs> upstairs. And then he made fun of me for having a pad on. What See, is this, this a diaper? Is, I'm like, no, I'm having my period. Which any grown man at that point should know that uh, a woman's going to wear a pad or a tampon. So, yeah. You going to shame me? He was Thanks. he was a groomer. Well, he was just uh, he was just a sad. He was a 25 year old guy who was probably really good looking in high school and nothing really happened. And he was still living with his mom and he was in the Bay Area and he decided to. You know, that some young girl he works with is a good idea, which is bad idea. Bad idea. Because um, I'm just a kid. And I'm like, oh, my God, 25-year-olds interested in me? No way. Because guys, high school guys were not interested in me at all. And I was interested in guys, and I thought he was super cute. And I was like, he's 25. This is awesome. And that's and – and that, you know – I'm not going to sit here and say, like, I didn't lie about my age when I was 16 and 17. Like, oh, no, I'm 19 or I'm 20. Oh, I told him I was 17. You know. <laughs> I, yeah. He knew I was a senior in high school. There was no See, he, question about that. She's like, she's a senior, so that's it. That's that's the one. But, um, but it, so, I mean, I never, I liked older guys, but never older to, like, especially, like, when I was, like, 16, 17. I knew I was going to be getting somebody in trouble if you were messing with me. So, and plus I was too busy going to raves anyway. And so everyone was at least around the age group. So probably no more than 24, 25, but I had never, you know, 
it was the chat rooms that kind of scared the shit out of me. Sure. It's uh, safety, but it's still scary because they're really live. They're there. And they're, you know. Ah. Yeah. I mean. And they're being gross. But, but I'm not going to sit here and say I wasn't 17 and I didn't make out with a 10-year-old. Oh, nice. Well, it's funny because with the 17 and 25 thing, I think oftentimes about the 25-year-olds that I know now. And I, I mean... Some of, I mean, some of them are comedians and they're piles of dog shit, right? So maybe they'd be like, fuck yeah, if she's a hot 17. But it's like, no. I don't know. I but I, as a 17-year-old, like, oh my God. I think the thing cool. is, you can get into a lot more trouble, especially, and I'm going to be on the, when you're lying about your age and you're posting, because we have the, we have things, we have social media. And so that's also a target on your back as a young lady. Like for this crazy ass uh, pig who's no longer here with us found these girls, you know, mm. they were just minding their business and yeah. he just pretended like he was someone that was 17. Oh, and by the way, he was not a good looking guy. Oh, he looked very. But he, did he use fake pictures? Um, That's one thing it didn't say. It didn't he must say have been a sweet talker if if they were, you know. He must have been really saying all the right things. I mean, because, no, honestly, when I was when I was incredibly insecure in high school and all of that stuff, oh, boy. He looks like a marshmallow I, I just that just... Picture. He looks like a marshmallow and Led Zeppelin had a baby. Like, or like fucking Crosby, Stills, and Nash all, uh, all fucked <laughs> together. They all brought the same sperm out and then they Our fucked the marshmallow. cop house. That's what he looks like. very, very, very cop house. I'm gonna burn, 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 burn the house down. down. Yeah, Jesus Christ. <laughs> but, oh. but yeah, so those are the kind of cop stuff that I've yeah, been paying attention incels, to. cops I, can become, or incels can That is, can that is, yeah. Cops. I guess you would kind of say is that kind of running up the incel? I think it There's is. I think it's running up the in. I think you're running the incel flag up the pole, because he didn't feel like, rather than find women his own age or that are age appropriate for him, and not just age appropriate because that's when everyone's a consenting adult, but not a crime. You cop, you're committing a crime. Like, you're not allowed. You know that you're a cop. Come on, man. You can't play dumb on that one. But it's also that there is something psychological in oneself that if you don't feel like you are the match of adults or that maybe women adults aren't manip easily manipulatable and therefore not attractive to a sociopath who doesn't have the internal skills and abilities to deal with other humans and see women as people instead of objects or as you know, things to shape and mold. Uh, there's a lot to unpack there with their psyche that an adult who lives in the reality with the rest of us is interested in children because we all agree, friends, 18 is where we go. That's the age. Now, sometimes it's 16 in, like, Europe, and I think it's different because they're smarter than us, but <laughs> Americans, you got to wait till you're 18, and then... And it's not that big of a deal, guys, unless it is a big deal. And that means that they have a problem and we need to help them because they have a sickness. I think it's, it becomes a problem, though. Um, you may be legal at 18, but 
but we talked about this about a couple months ago with like Leonardo DiCaprio, how he unfortunately always goes for the woman the same age, like 24, and then dumps them at 25. I still, I have a problem with not just that, but if it's a a person that is just only target age is 18 to like 20, Mm. and you're like, 30, 40, 50 something euro. I, I start to have an issue with that. If that's just your one catch and your one thing, because that tells me that there is something wrong with you and that you can't handle a grown ass woman. Kind of piggybacking a little bit about what you were saying about this uh, dead pig. <laughs> uh, you know, how he can't, he probably couldn't have conversations with women his own age or what have you. When I see men that have that same exact pattern, only dating women that are between the ages of 18 and 19, and you are 47 years old, and that's all you've ever dated, or that's all you want to date, that says something about me, or right. th- about you right. as a person in your sure. psyche. Sure. Like, you're keeping it, you just, you're keeping it above, like, not going overboard and under the age of 18, yeah. but me in your mind it's close enough and i can get away with it yeah charlie chaplin was 52 and he married una and una una o'neill who was eugene o'neill the playwright's daughter and she was very very young she had actually been dating um jd salinger for a moment before he went to war and then she ended up he found out while he was in stationed in germany he found out that una was with charlie chaplin and then they were going to get married and he was and that's the crazy thing, too, is that J.D. Salinger was a little bit older, significantly older than her. I think she was like 18, and then she married Charlie Chaplin. She was 19, and he was 52. I think those are the right numbers. But either way, she was young, but she was just in those circles with those people And because her father was a famous playwright. It's just that kind of stuff is just funny. But that's the other thing is that sometimes girls are educated and they mature faster than boys. And I understand that when I was 17, yeah, I was. I thought I was the smartest person alive. Like, I knew so many things, and I was a good writer and all these things. So I can understand that maybe I could hang with, for me, I was like, I could hang with 25-year-olds. I mean, I, I was in college courses and hanging out at school with them while I was still in high school and all that. And I'm now I'm like, God, I was such a child, Jesus Christ, and the hubris of me to think I'm the smartest person alive. But I can understand how sometimes young women can... Absolutely, because yeah, I didn't find a lot of dudes in my high school. Let, let's put it this way. When I was a freshman, I was looking at boys and girls uh, who were like a junior and senior. Sure, sure. Like, I was never interested. And still, even like, you know, throughout my adult life, I never really liked anyone my age. Mm. You know, not because, oh, yeah, I just want me a, uh, an old man, blah, blah, blah. It was a maturity thing. And I think that's why you do see like young girls or young women who will tend to date men who are older. But give me a poetry professor. Oh my God, that would have been amazing. Yeah. Like if I was 22 and I was just like, oh my God, the poetry professor I'm in love with, that 50 year old, hell yeah, I'd be in there like, what? Then you learn a lot and they're so smart and wonderful. And you, you know. But don't you, you find the reasons for why like young women? prefer like older men is it's way different um in contrast to why men prefer younger girls or younger women i think that sometimes older men know how to treat 
people with respect. And sometimes they don't, though. Sometimes they're the worst, too. I don't know. Men, ugh, I don't know either way. I, I just, I don't want to feel like I belong to them. or It's but a double-edged it's sword. It really is. It really is. Because, like, some of those men, like, you know, who tend to become groomers if they are stuck, if they're stuck dating a woman who is still a teenager and not 21 yet, you know, who still have that pattern. Like, listen, I'm not saying, oh, I'm totally against someone that is older dating somebody younger. Not at all, because I would be a hypocrite. And I, my, my relationship, that person is much older than me. But what I also am saying is I see there is a difference with the aesthetics uh, and how the how women do like older men, and I'm not talking about gold diggers. I'm talking about the fact there's a maturity level mm-hmm. of older men, for and why we appreciate them versus an older man thinking I can just control her because she is twenty. Years Sometimes old. they're smart and they like to talk about books. Like, right? I mean. Older guys can have conversations about something other than, you know, video games or something. I don't know. I don't know what young guys talk about anymore. Uh, I, beer, beer buddy, putting beer cans on their forehead. Sure. I mean, yeah. I don't even know. I just hang out with comedians. I, I know they talk a lot about sex, but, I mean, who knows what. I, are they actually do. doing it? That's I, <laughs> that I, I was just curious to say that doing it. Right? Like, they're like, we're like... It's just so funny because the comedians that think they're all like so great. I'm like, you know that we're all losers. Like, so, (laughs) oh, you're the king of the losers? Fantastic. That's wonderful. I'm the queen. I am the queen of the losers. (laughs) So, yay. Did we do it? Did we make it? Are we good enough? Okay. Anyway. We all suck, everybody. We all, all of us suck. I I, I feel that way. Especially comedy. Yeah. I know, right? And they are not good at their job. We'll go back to that. Yeah, in the first, I mean, I'm still laughing about the ambulance thing. Yeah, like, I know. I would like to hear if they ever catch the person. If not, I just want to taunt the shit well, do out they, of CPH. The thing is, like, they already wasted a bunch of resources on it. Do they continue to waste resources in order to find something? And if they do, what's the, char- I mean, I guess the charge is theft. And what are they going to put this person in jail? I don't know. What is the punishment well, fit the, the next, crime? The, well, the thing is. You're on a high when you get away with it, right? So if they haven't caught me with this ambulance, I'm gonna probably go bigger next time. I, well, you I know? can't imagine they would. I I would be like, oh my god, I got away with it. Shh, never do anything bad ever again. Look, I did it. Ah, uh, but I can't imagine that I would ever. The only reason that I would steal an ambulance is if the apocalypse was upon <laughs> us and there was fire coming out of the ground and the dinosaurs had returned with the aliens. And they were like, and I couldn't understand that. And I get in the fucking ambulance and drive. And I don't even know how to drive. I don't remember. I haven't driven a vehicle since 2007. So, but I would, that's the only time I would ever get in a vehicle that was not my own, whether it be a government vehicle or someone else's at this point, is that fire and brimstone are upon us and I must escape (laughs) if I can. That's just it's it's just bonkers to yeah. me. Yeah. But, you know, we'll see what they still next in the next episode of government issued vehicles being stolen in the Bay Area. Hell yeah. Like we got uh let's see, 
We already have the Muni bus. The Muni bus. That's. We got. We we already have a ambulance. Who knows how to even drive a Muni bus? That's like impossible. That's what I, There's a lot of. I, and then like the seat is all different. How, how do you do that? No idea. I don't. No I, idea. Uh, I think what's next, and I'm kind of scared for this, that I don't want to be on any of these areas of transport when this happens is next a BART train <gasps> or a Muni train. Okay, but BART trains are all electric and they they have their own timing. Like you have to really fuck up the timing to they like the trains are on some mechanical thing. The person isn't operating like they they are operating it in some way in that like the doors have to close. So it's a little bit more secured yeah. in contrast to when a muni uh, train driver has to get out and check the doors. Right. It's different. And, then, yeah. and someone could be like, oh, well, the, the muni. I think you can make it turn. I don't know. Mm-hmm. <gasps> Listen, a muni train, but there's nowhere for it to go. How can you steal it? You're just going to drive it. They for stole a the bus. Yeah. <laughs> like this. And, it, and the thing is, the bus is attached to... Oh, my God. It was attached to the line. So where are you going? That's. I thought that maybe it was like, you know, <laughs> one of the gas buses, not the one... I mean, yeah, it's just, what well, you got to run on the bus line or you got to follow the lines. Like, <laughs> like where, what you doing? Yeah. Where are you going? You're not going far. What? Wow. So I, I don't mean to put a jinx on the city, but I probably just did. Yeah. Where the, is, is someone playing like bingo cards with like stealing of government vehicles in san francisco they're like just, yeah they're playing a bingo they go well i got the ambulance Hi- <laughs> you're like hijacking you like buses and cop car got it why don't you guys take more cop cars and paddy wagons that would be a little bit more i would probably be more on your side if you probably took more cop cars there's a new um what's well not new necessarily but it's their little suv the cop suv it's a nice one. Oh, though yeah i've seen those yeah. those are kind of cute and yeah dainty. it's like a little yeah it's like kind of like a ford ford explorer sport or something something cute and little yeah it's a little, little one it's stylish yeah, yeah it, uh, they've us. came around from like the crown ugly crown vicks that they used to have back in the day i love when i see a repurposed one of those that just a regular person is driving that <laughs> where it's the accoutrement is still very similar but they've just painted it all black and i'm just like ah, oh, okay it's not a real cop car it's not even an undercover <laughs> cop car it's just a car exactly oh yeah because they still have like this the light on the side yeah, on right the side, there you're and like, you're like oh, it's, oh that's their car that's now just their car. <laughs> that's just their car so don't steal cop car or well, don't, don't steal, steal don't anything. steal yeah, just still steal. still hearts <laughs> i mean just what do you what can you possibly need go get food stamps if you can't afford food because it's great and if and you know i mean i have no problem if people have to steal food to eat like come on i would be we need I to would help be mad them at that i eggs, can't be mad at that eggs in some places are seven dollars yeah i'm going to gross out later to get some eggs yeah, they have they, they have, have decent deal. stuff, and they have um sometimes they have eggs that are pretty colors. Like they have like that. There's like a a green, green egg, egg. And, a, and I'm like oh, because it, it's the color of the chicken. They're special chickens, and yeah. So I hopefully they have those today. Cause, and I'm gonna get more day trips. That's my super special for everybody. Go to grocery outlet day trip, is a sparkle water flavored sparkle water with CBD in it, and it's magic. Is it like, in the can? It's in a can. I think I got some of those. They have five flavors. 
they're all really good. The cherry's my favorite. Um, they have blackberry, cherry, lemon lime, tangerine, and coconut pineapple. All of them are delicious. I like coconut pineapple too. And grapefruit. Oh my god, grapefruit. Can't I forget grapefruit. I have the lemon lime one. I haven't opened it yet because oh, I so just good. only bought two. Oh, so how yeah, is yeah. it? So they're really great. I've been hoarding them because you can buy them, get this, on food stamps. <gasps> For some reason, you can buy them on food stamps because CBD falls through the motherfucking cracks. And this shit is good. I'm on one right now. They are great. I rely on. And in fact, it really helps if I don't want to drink, if I don't want to consume alcohol on a night. I can just bring those with me. It's a sparkle water. Drink it. I feel great. Like, I'm having a really good time. It's kind of like drinking a beer, but not because it's CBD. Nice. So good. So I'm going back there today to get, like, I've been hoarding them. I only have five left in my fridge right now because I just drank one. But I usually I had 20 in there. <laughs> I really <laughs> love them. I'm down. I'm, because I've got extra food stamps, and it's like, they're really good. Like, the CBD, the drugs in it, it's, it's fantastic. Okay, you sold me on going back there and getting a bunch more because I just oh, wanted yeah. to get two just to try out. Oh, they're so good. Because some things that say CBD just don't, you know. Oh, my God. I, I think they're stronger than 2.5 milligrams. If that's sure. all they are, they f- it feels to me like 25 milligrams, If Pam honestly. is saying this, that yeah. says a lot. Yeah. <laughs> they're great. They just put me in a great, great mood, and they just make me chill about everything, just like – in the moment, all is well. Every moment, every day brings new opportunity. I feel like a fucking <laughs> yoga student when I'm on it or whatever. And like walking, it's like, oh, look, Jesus says, love your brother. We can all, yeah. Like, it, seriously, namaste, motherfucker. Like, it's that <laughs> gratitude, like that kind of shit. Don't you hate it when people say gratitude? But you know what? Absolute gratitude. Dude. So yeah. it's they're really good. I'm, I'm going to get more right now. Thank you for selling me. Yeah, to hurry up and hoard them. Yes, because, hoarding because a grocery outlet will pretty soon you won't see them on the shelf. It's right, only they're temporary. they're in the front right now because they've been trying to move them, and uh, sometimes they're by the line. And I'm t- I'm t- I have been saying telling too many people that you how how awesome they are in the fucking loophole that I found. Yes, don't tell nobody else. Don't tell nobody. Yeah. No, <laughs> tell, don't tell nobody else. But I was I had a um we've been having mutiny radio um field trips is a new idea we want to do because with the food stamps i get to bring i can get up to four free tickets and so last thursday we went to go see the um it's so good the cyberpunk warring states at the asian art museum and it's amazing kong key it's this great great art it's amazing and um we all i made everybody a little picnic lunch and i gave them all a cbd water and uh, so I was, you know, I've been giving them away. I'm crazy. But then I also went on Sunday. I went to the MoMA because I get free tickets because of food stamps. And it was raining and shitty. And I was like, I'm going to go see some motherfucking art. Like, why not? What the fuck else am I doing? Why would I sit here? I mean, I love to sit with my cats and watch Netflix. But, but why? I was like, no, I'm not going to fucking sit here and watch another documentary. I'm going to go out. I'm going to witness some art live. And the MoMA is really neat because even if you don't have food stamps to go through the whole exhibit, and oh my God, at the top floor, Dorothea Lang, there was um, a photography exhibit, and Dorothea Lang, who did all the stuff in the 20s of the Dust Bowl and of California and like the Steinbeck oh, kind of stuff. Oh, she's the one that did the picture of the woman and the children mm-hmm, during mm-hmm. the Great Depression. All that stuff. Yes. Okay. And I got to see a bunch of originals by her, which I thought was really, really, really neat. And um, in their free 
their second floor is free all the time. You don't even have to buy a ticket. And they have like three Matisse and they have a Dali and they have four Lichtenstein and they have a Jasper Jones and they have, yeah, they've got all this stuff that's just in the free area that you can just walk through on a whatever day. So if you're ever walking down, you know, by the MoMA on fucking Third Street and you got a second to kill, you could just walk in there, walk up the stairs and go through their free exhibit area and you see there's a Dali. It's not my favorite one, but it's still, it's fucking Salvador Dali in person, you know? And it's, and that's just, and I just think that's neat of the MoMA to have a section that there is always open. I think they also have um, whatever you call it, the band club. Yeah, well, that's the the Moad. That's, that's the one the down the street. Sorry, and one, that's I'm going to go to that. We're absolutely going to go to that on one of the. Check that out too. Yeah, because I get I get all the free tickets, and a bunch of us were on food stamps. I was like, I brought. There were four of us that went the other day to the Asian Art Museum, but. They all, two of them had food stamps too, so ostensibly we could get twelve free tickets and <laughs> call them Mutiny Radio field trips and like go enrich ourselves during the day if we have you know time off and we can write a joke about it or we can just experience art and and I don't know I was so impressed because I was looking at such large scale pieces of art and it was like just the patience and the diligence and time commitment it takes to create a physical piece of art like that is, I just don't have the patience. But, I mean, in even some of them, there was some p- post-World War II stuff made out of Germany, and it was all dark. It was so, oh, it was huge, and it was stuff. dark, and it was like, whoa. And it was, wow, like, it was dark, dark <laughs> stuff. Oh, it's just hard to even, like, you're just like, wow, I feel, I feel the defeat here and the darkness and the wow I'm sorry I mean Germany it kind of did with the Hitler thing you kind of fucked up but the, the in in response to to that whole like post Holocaust acknowledgement situation there is some art there that's like and it's like just shades of brown and black and gray gray oh and it's like color. looking at yeah. stuff and just it's like with depth with like burlap sacks making towns it was like whoa like and there was weird metal things with the rust on and it was just like oh and it was called like germany post-world war ii art and i was just like oh, oh so there was a whole section there was a whole it. section it was, oh, it was hard I'm to walk kind of into looking at that yeah it was dark it's the it was like on the fifth floor i think the aftermath of war and trauma and what it does what it does to the artist absolutely and then you look at some